you're listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Drum. This podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the Bible. Through cultural conversations with women today, or on specific topical studies so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's Word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become girlfriends in the Word. All right, friends, welcome to the podcast episode today. And this week, I am so incredibly excited to share with you one of my absolute most favorite, favorite people my good friend, Rachel Adams. Rachel is a writer. She's a speaker. She's a podcast host. And she is just an all around amazing, amazing woman. I have been able to be on the front line of her writing journey over the last year and a half and just watch as God has taken the message that Rachel has had on her heart and really turn it into something absolutely amazing. So would you welcome to the podcast today, my friend, Rachel? Oh, thank you for having me. I would echo everything you just said about me back to you. I, I really feel so fortunate that you have, God has put you in my life and you have certainly seen and can testify that God is taking my little bit and it's, it, he continues to take it a longer way than I ever dreamed. Oh, he's been so good. It's been such a beautiful journey to watch with you. So Rachel, for my girls that are listening and we talk about what it is to be in God's word and how that you know, just a little bit of Bible study can make such a big difference. I love the message of your book, A Little Goes a Long Way. And I know people can't see it right now, but I'm holding one of the first copies that are out in the world as this book baby has launched. So excited is absolutely gorgeous. And in this devotional book, you take 52 weeks and you walk us as women on how our little bit can go a long way. So could you do us a favor and tell us about this message and how God put it on your heart and just kind of walk us through the journey on how you got to this book? Yeah, I have always struggled with my significance, feeling like whatever I'm offering is not enough. And it's kind of ironic because I actually have the Love Offering podcast where I actually ask everybody else what they have to offer. And I had this epiphany moment, wait, like, wait a minute, I'm doubting what I have to offer. And why is that as a Christian woman who knows my identity? I know, you know, God has given me these talents and these gifts, but yet I still think like my little life, does it even matter in the scope of eternity? And even in the scope of my day, because my life feels pretty mundane. It feels ordinary. Most of my days are waking up early, making my coffee, reading some scripture, packing some lunches, a little bit of writing, a little bit of podcasting, getting together with friends, cooking dinner, putting in a load of laundry, you know, running from one sporting event to the next, doing some homework. And, you know, and I do that daily, you know, I I do it yesterday. I'm doing it again today. I'll do it again tomorrow. And sometimes you just kind of think, gosh, my life feels too little. It feels too Mm -hmm. mundane. And you start to look at everybody else's life and think, gosh, they're doing such bigger things. And so my life actually doesn't matter and there's not as much value to it. And so that was the struggle and the wrestling that I was having in my own life. And then, so I started asking my friends and my family, I asked my podcast listeners, like, are you feeling this same tension that I'm feeling? And overwhelmingly, like they responded, yes. Like I I doubt what, if my contributions matter. And so I thought, okay, I've got to get into God's word and see what he says about this. I love that because it's true. We do. We we get into this mundane and we feel like there's nothing miraculous that God is doing in my life in these these tiny moments. And it's just hard. And we got to find that holy, holy place there. I I have loved 
looking through the little bits of the devotionals that I've gotten. And I love how you've taken these little things that we do in the everyday. So how did you get to those little titles that we have in this? So the more I dug into scripture, because I was wrestling with this so much, I I literally, I could have written 365 of them. (laughs) I really could have. So I had to, I had to really kind of pick my favorite 52. Um, And so it was just stories from my own life, stories from scripture, and then ways that I I wanted women to really live this out. Like each day, there's a little task that they can do. And I wanted it to be very bite-sized, you know, and and overwhelming at all. And for really them to realize, like, you're already living a significant life. You just don't realize that you are. So these, these little ordinary things that we're all doing, like, a little encounter, you know, like even Natalia, you and I, who would have thought, I mean, we met over a year and a half ago and then now we've developed this beautiful friendship and we're able to encourage one another and help, help each other in this podcasting and writing and family and church journey, all the things, the way we're living. And so, you know, just by saying hello, just by starting a conversation, just by continuing the conversation and and reaching out and writing letters and all those little things that, that we're doing on a day-to-day basis, I have found through scripture and through my own life that God is using those. And it's so easier, easy to look back and see how he does those things. But I think the the gift is, is to start to hope and dream that God just, and to trust that he is going to use all those little things and he'll take it a long way. And we may not always see it now in our lives. It may be in eternity, but just the hope in that just gives me so much, just makes me smile. It does. And I love that you mentioned, we may not see it now. Because I think we live in such an instant culture where we feel like we need this instant gratification or we need to see these instant results from God or Lord, I've prayed and I don't have the answer right away or Lord, I I started this, but I don't see the results right away. And so we can despise small beginnings because we don't see immediate growth or we don't see immediate results. Why should we not despise those small beginnings? Can you speak into that for us? Yeah, the, that verse comes from Zechariah 4.10, and it says, do not despise small beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And this mm-hmm. was, just to give a little bit of context to this verse, this was originally, this was the the Jews were rebuilding the temple that had been destroyed. And this, so this is Zechariah encouraging them. But what they're doing, they're looking at the old temple that was built by King Solomon and King David. And so they're looking at what they're building and they're, they're looking and comparing it to the size and the splendor of what King Solomon and King David had built. And so, and I think, and we'll get to maybe get to that later, but comparison, when we look at what everybody else else is doing. I think that that's discouraging in, in its own way. But so basically Zechariah is just saying, look, the Lord just rejoices to see the work begin. And it's really not what we're building, what we're doing. It's because the Lord is on the inside of the temple that matters. That's what makes it significant. And then I think about our own bodies, our own temples. It's it's not necessarily about anything we're doing or producing. It's just because the Holy Spirit resides in us. And that is what makes us significant. And the Lord, you know, our friend Jennifer Dukes-Lee, she, she talks about how we all start at zero. You know, everything happens little by little. There's always a beginning. And I think we're so tempted to look at everybody else and whatever line of work you're in, whatever your home, you know, wherever you are personally, we look to everybody's ending and compare it to our beginning, but everybody had to begin somewhere. So the key is, is just begin. I love that. I love that you talk about comparison. So let's go ahead and jump right into that because that can be such a detriment for women to look at, well, she has this here and we're kind of 
we're stuck in this social media highlight world or this Pinterest mentality of looking at our kind of scraps or leftovers or messy moments of life, but then comparing it to her ending or her bestseller or her highlight reel. And how does that kind of keep us back from what God is doing or wants to do in us? You know, there's the saying that comparison is the thief of joy. And I Mm -hmm. absolutely think that that is the truth. It can steal so much from us. And when we compare and we think, oh gosh, I'll never get there, wherever there is, I'm kind of giving air quotes right now. Yeah. then, Then you're tempted to just do nothing and you're tempting to quit before you even begin. And I think that this is what the enemy wants to do. I think he wants to discourage us and distract us and keep our eyes off of of what we do have to offer. And I think that this is the tactic that he used from the very beginning with Eve. I mean, in the garden, she, it was perfect. She had perfection and he was like, look, no, look over there, look at something more or different or better. And so he distracted her and tempted her in that way. And so I think that's the same way he is tempting us to, to, and by no means do I want to demonize big things because God certainly works in really miraculous big ways, but I also don't want to discount all the small little ways he's working as well. I love it. I love it. I think that works both ways too. And you talk about this, about the positive side effects of doing little things, but there's also a negative side of our doing little things and behaviors. Would you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, I think this applies to, you know, our thought patterns, our actions, our behaviors, any kind of habit we have. So they can kind of snowball, good things can snowball and then bad things can snowball too. And again, going back to, to the devil, if, if we allow just barely crack the door open for him to enter in, then, you know, you can start to look and have maybe what we would consider little sins, you know, a little lie here and there, a little deceit or whatever it may be. And then you look back on your life and you're like, how, and you start to have all these consequences to those decisions. And you think, gosh, how did I get here? And, and it all happened probably little by little. And so we just have to really guard ourselves to that and put on the, the armor of God every single day um, to, to prevent getting somewhere down the line that we really wish we weren't. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now, you and I are very similar in a lot of ways, and we have learned a lot of this over the last year and a half. And one of those ways is that we are very much both achievers by nature. And you've admitted you're an achiever by nature, but you actually recommend that sometimes we simply need to do less. So as we're talking about doing a little, would you talk into a little bit about how sometimes we need to do less? Yeah, this actually came, this was inspired by Naaman's story. And so he's a, he's an Armenian commander and he has leprosy. And so he is searching for healing and he's wondering about like, what does he have to do to be healed? Well, there's a little girl, which I actually love that it's a little girl in the story as well, that encourages her to go to Elijah. Elijah says, all you need to do is go and dunk yourself into the, the Jordan river. And so he's like the Jordan river, but it's small and it's dirty like that, that can't be what's going to heal me. But eventually he's so desperate. He ends up doing that. And he ends up saying like, if if it was some other big grand river or grand way, I can, I can understand that. And so I think that so often we are tempted to do the same thing in our own life. Um, We want, you know, we look at our, even our salvation and we say, gosh, can it really be that simple? Can it really Mm -hmm. be just believing in God and Jesus as my Lord and Savior? Like, is that all that's really required of me? Because Jesus has done it all, right? Yes. So I think so much of us has to just 
empty ourselves of us and be dependent on the Lord. And so the more that we, I guess sometimes the less we do, then the more God is able to do because we've left room for him. I love that because it's so true. We so try off, we often try to just take over God's job and we just, I don't know about you, but I make a mess of it when I try to be God. And so when I kind of step back and say, God, your grace has to fill the space. You have to multiply. You have to do what only you can do. I have done what I can do. He seems to just work in those impossible situations. So, so well, okay. You have written a lot of devotionals for this book and That must give you a lot of content, but which one has been your favorite? As girls go pick up this book, which one are you like, this one was the sweetest one or my favorite one to do? Mm, I think this changes by the day, like however (laughs) I'm feeling in the moment. But for whatever reason, a little hospitality is coming to mind. And I think this is because it's something that I really need to work on. It's something I want to be good at. And it's a friend of mine that actually, she helped me to edit this devotional. And it was, she, I met her at my daughter's, her name is Megan. And I met her at my daughter's swim practices. They were new to the community and she, we were just trying to get to know each other. And she said, Hey, would you like another writer for, or another, like somebody, another reader for your manuscript? I'm like, sure, I guess so. Well, come to find out she literally had, if she was originally from California, she had had an editing company, like a publishing company. So this was not just a random reader. This is somebody that really could help me. And so she said, I said, well, do you want to meet at like a little local coffee shop for a couple minutes or, you know, an hour one day? Well, she said, no, come to my home. So when I come to her home, she'd made like flavored coffee, a lemon poppy. She had already combed through my devotional, had it just, and we ended up staying all day long until I had to go pick up my kids at three. And then, so at lunch, she's cutting up cheese and making like a charcuterie board. And it was just, you could tell she took a lot of care to make me feel at home in her home, kind of in that Martha way. But she also was more kind of like a Mary as well, and really made me feel important and really just welcomed me into her heart and into her home in a way that she was really present with me as well. And so it was the first time that I'd, you know, you always think, well, okay, I'm just supposed to be the Mary, you know, I'm not always supposed yeah. to I think that there's such an element of being both a Martha and a Mary and, and planning for people to come into your home, making some effort to make them feel special. But then when they are there to really just embrace them and spend time with them. And so that's something I want to institute in my own life with my, my kids, friends, with my own friends and family. And so that one's kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, kind of near and dear to my heart today. I love it. I love it. And I love it, especially in the topic of hospitality, because it's such a wonderful way to build community, which we talk a lot about in Girlfriends in the Word, just doing life together, having the gospel be the, the center point of our lives. And you've really done that in such a beautiful way in this book. And it's so exciting. So we have your favorite devotional. Which one is the most difficult or you have found to be the most difficult to live out as you wrote this book? So that one's an easier one to answer because (laughs) the one that's the hardest for me is a a little sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice is, you know, I'm a sinful, selfish human being. And so, you know, even talking about hospitality, sometimes it's like, well, I'm not in the mood to be hospitable today, especially if somebody just knocks on your door, you know, you're like, oh, that wasn't my game plan. I'm not ready to be interrupted or, or whatever it may be. Or, you know, I had a different 
different thought of how today would go. And so um, I think sacrifice on the behalf of others and, and laying down my own needs and wants and um, kind of taking up the cross, denying ourselves to sacrifice for the sake of others and for the sake of, of the Lord. That's hard, but you know, that's Jesus was a sacrifice and we're supposed to model our lives after him. And so, yeah, that one is, I think is the hardest to live out. But I think when, when, especially when other people have sacrificed for me, gosh, it means so much. So good. It is so, so true that sacrifice just is a challenge. It's a challenge, but we're not always required to do a lot of it. God God always provides when he calls for a sacrifice. Mm. So, all right. So a woman who's reading through this book and she's loving it because I'm loving it. And I know my readers are going to love it. How would you encourage her as she's just looking at her life and thinking, gosh, it's just small. And I don't feel like it's ever going to amount to much. And, and, you know, cause it, the enemy comes in and he's really good at discouragement. What, what wisdom would you give her from your experience through this process? I think I would start at the beginning, you know, in Genesis, God created us from dust. He created us from something simple and small, and he's the one that breathed life into us. Um, And then you look at the way that Jesus lived his life and he was born as a baby in the Mm -hmm. tiny town of Bethlehem and the way that he lived his life. He noticed little things like the 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 lady, the woman who was by the well that gave him a drink of water and the slight touch of a garment and the man in a tree. And he noticed and uh, the, the, the man, the leper that came back to say thank you. And so I just think about the things that he noticed and rewarded and valued. If those were like, if nothing was too insignificant for the savior of the world, then nothing is too insignificant for me. And, and I even just think about God again, back to the very beginning, he, he, he could have created the entire universe in an instant, but he didn't. He created it in six days and rested on the seventh. He created everything little by little. And so I, I just have to think that that's how he's working in our lives too. We can't, although he can snap his fingers and, and work in miraculous ways. And sometimes he does. I think that there's so much that we're learning our character development our sanctification and um, just our lives that he is building as we're ready little by little as well. I absolutely love this message because we live such a big culture and everything is always loud and everything is always fast, or it seems to be that everything moves at a fast, quick speed. And the reality is you are so right. Gospel has these little bits where God does little by little by little, and he just multiplies it in a way that only he can. And so I think your message is perfectly timed and it's going to impact so many people. I'm so excited about it, but what excites you the most as readers begin to take this message to heart? I really want women to realize that a significant life is simpler than they think and that they are already significant. Like there's nothing they have to do or earn or perform to realize that like the fact that, that we are all created in God's image, we have inherent significance just because we're created And so I think that that's what I want them to realize first. But then after that, that they do just to be confident and that God has gifted them. He's got given them resources and time and talents. He's given us all so much and he's given it to us so that we can invest that and and just steward it well and be confident in what we have to offer. Because we have honestly, there's a lot at stake because the devil, of course, like we talked about, he wants us to quit, but we can't quit because there are souls at stake. And so God is going to take every little thing we do and he's going to use it um, for his kingdom and for his glory. Well, Rachel, 
thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Now I need you to tell us where can my listeners find you on social media and your podcast because you are doing this message lived out and it is making a huge global eternal impact. And I know my girls are going to want to jump on this. Well, thank you. And I, I would love to continue this conversation because I really do believe that every little encounter, God can take it a long way. So you can find me on social media at Rachel Adams author. My website is rachelkadams.com. And then the Love Offering podcast, there's a new episode every Tuesday. And we're actually going to be following along with the themes of the devotional for the next 52 weeks starting. Actually, it started last week. So we anyway, yeah, I would love for you just to tune into that on any listening platform. And thank you, Natalia, for just for your friendship and for your encouragement and for having me on today. Oh, for sure. I'm the one that is super uber blessed by this. So ladies, make sure to head over to Amazon and you pick up a little goes a long way. You do not want to get just one of these. You're going to want to pick these up for girlfriends, for birthday presents, for Christmas presents coming up, because this book is absolutely a game changer. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. You can find resources on the website at www.nataliadrum.com, which is where you can connect with me via email, you can download resources, or you can check out the shop for books and tools to grow in your faith. If you want to connect with me on social media, head over to Instagram and find me at the handle at Natalia Drum. 